You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. All right, we're going to jump right into John Heyman's inside corner. Obviously, John being one of the best we have in our business in terms of tracking down this information and getting the inside scoop. I'm just going to pummel him with with questions that I have. Uh, Let's start with the Marlins. Uh, We mentioned earlier they, they acquire Marte. They dump VR. Um, you got some other little tidbits uh, that go a little bit deeper into this Marlins organization, John. First, Isan uh, Diaz, uh, he had opted out uh, while the team was in quarantine in Philly, and uh, he has opted back in now, and that it's been approved by MLB in conjunction with the union. Uh, so he is eligible to come back now and play, uh, whether they – promote him or have him at the alternate site. I have not heard for sure, but he was certainly with the team uh, when he had opted out. And uh, so they will have him back in addition to the other moves that they made. Uh, The interesting thing on the trade with VR, I know people have tied it to the fact that Diaz is coming back or may come back and he is coming back is that uh, uh, that's why they traded VR. Interestingly enough, VR didn't fit. They, they thought Um, they, they had, had him playing different positions, and that wasn't the reason he didn't fit. Uh, they didn't like the fact that he would swing 3-0 and that he would steal third with two outs and was kind of, they felt, on his own program. Um, I think he'll be more comfortable in, in Toronto playing shortstop uh, until uh, Bo Bichette comes back and then maybe switching over. Uh, Bichette will probably switch over to third. Uh, but uh, the Marlins actually uh, did not feel that uh, VR was a fit. Um the other thing about the the Marlins deal was the one that hurt for them and that uh, deal for Marte, and I think Marte is a nice pickup for them. Was Umberto Mejia, who they really liked, the right-hander who went to the went to the D-backs, and uh, you know, so they they traded from strength though. They have ten really good uh, potentially uh, starting pitchers, and and did that. I, I, I like what they did. The other thing I was going to mention about the Marlins getting Griffin Conine, the son of Mister Marlin, Jeff Conine. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, um, it was uh, Derek Jeter who had d- demoted or let go, however you want to put it, with uh, Jeff Conine uh, when he came in there. And certainly Jeter's prerogative to do what he, he wants when he comes in there. But Conine had been a, a key part of the previous regime, not only as a player, but longer than that as an executive with David Sampson and Laurie and the rest. And here they got Griffin Conine. And I know Jeter is heavily involved with the team. And, uh, you know, he's fine with it, having Griffin Conine on the team. He was happy to get him. And he's a guy with some power. And uh, he grew up locally there as uh, Jeff Conine uh, and family and lived in that uh, Miami area. So a lot of interesting things doing with the Marlins. Yeah, especially the VR uh, situation. Having played for Don, he, he's he's 
pretty uh, open to letting players be themselves. So uh, the mere fact that, you know, VR was, you know, doing some things that irritated the, the organization, uh, a, a bit of a surprise. It must be. And listen, sometimes VR is coming from uh, Baltimore. Uh, it, it is it, when you play, sometimes you pick up bad habits playing for teams that aren't in contention or aren't uh, really playing for much. And uh, when you've got a bunch of young players around, an organization has to be leery of it. Uh, I guess it, it makes some sense that they move on from VR. Uh, John, what are you hearing? Yankees D-backs. They almost had a deal for, for Sterling Marte. <laughs> well, the Yankees were certainly prominent in there, as we've read and heard about, and uh, they were definitely one of the teams that Miami really loved Marte and wanted him. Uh, the Yankees liked the idea of Marte, but uh, apparently not enough. And uh, I know that some D-backs people, maybe not all of them, and uh, – you know, I, I know from the Yankee perspective, they didn't notice anything was uh, wrong, but I've heard from some Marlins people that uh, they were a little put off by the fact that the Yankees wanted money back uh, on the Marte deal. Now, Marte makes around 11 to $12 million this year and has an option for next year for around the same with a $1 million buyout. So not an outrageous sum, certainly for Sterling Marte, a very good player, good in the clubhouse, having a nice year. Uh, but, you know, you're making a deal. You try to do what you can. And at this point, the Yankees apparently have a financial crunch. I know that will surprise some people, but that's the way they're looking at it. And uh, I think the D-backs were a little put off by the fact that the Yankees wanted money back from uh, Arizona, uh, which is interesting because, I mean, Arizona's in Phoenix, not a small city, but they charge the least for any uh, for tickets. Now, there are no tickets this year. Nobody's going to the games or anything, but this is not a huge revenue team, just to give you an idea. And it was interesting to see that the the Marlins, of all people, of all teams, they were fine with taking all the money on Marte uh, and the Yankees were not. And I think the D-backs were a little put off. The funny thing is, this has been two years in a row that the D-backs and the Yankees have had a little issue. Uh, last year, uh, they talked about Robbie Ray. Now, this year, Robbie Ray was basically a giveaway, and the D-backs were trying to trade him again to the Yankees. But last year, I think it was the Yankees who were a little astounded by the price tag in terms of prospects on Robbie Ray at that point, of course, he had a year and a half to go. He was pitching yeah. very well. And, you know, I mean, you can ask for what you want. So, you know, the D-backs got a, a haul, it seems for Granky, and they were trying to get a haul for Robbie Ray. It didn't, didn't uh, happen. It fell through, but uh, it's funny that it's two years in a row and uh, that the D-backs and the Yankees had a little problem with trades. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go over my head at all that the Yankees were put off by, what the Diamondbacks were asking for last year. And then this year, the Yankees are the ones saying, you know, why don't you give us a little extra money to take Sterling, Mar Sterling Marte? I've always found the dynamic between it's, – it's really GM uh, relationships because those are the ones who are putting the deals. I always find that fascinating because on one hand, you got a situation like the Diamondbacks and Yankees who don't really see eye to eye, and at least in the last two years in making deals. And then you come over here to San Diego where they've made deals with both the Mar the Mariners and Cleveland in back-to-back -back season. They seem to get along pretty fine. Uh, let's go to the Dodgers because they were a team that some people thought might make some moves at the deadline. Instead, they they really uh, only make the move of, of trading Ross Stripling, and, you, and you're hearing there's some reason behind that. Yeah, far be it for me to complain about the Dodgers or, or criticize them. They've done some right. fantastic work 
over the last several years. They have an incredible team and clearly still the favorite, I think, even though the Padres had a great uh, deadline. The Dodgers, to me, are still the favorite. But uh, the surprise and late trade of uh, Ross Stripling at the end to Toronto uh, was interesting. Um, you know, I thought that Stripling gave them some nice depth just in case. I mean, Obviously, they've lost a lot of people. David Price had opted out. You know, we'll see. Some guys are starting to opt back in. We'll see. But he, he has yeah. opted out, so he's not around anymore. They traded Maeda. Wood is hurt. Uh, you know, uh, Hill has gone to Minnesota. So, uh, you know, they don't have incredible depth at, at the starting rotation. Now, they have some great ones. Obviously, we know Kershaw, uh, Bueller, May, Urias. And they love Gonsolin. That's another part of this they 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 like Gonsolin as their very good fifth starter so they do have a very nice rotation and one of the best in baseball if not the best in baseball um, I just found it interesting that a team uh, that's uh, the best in baseball uh, should be a a seller uh, right. of a guy from that depth but they felt that tripling he's given up a lot of home runs this year good solid pitcher but they felt he would not log innings for them in october and that is all that was behind that he's not going to log innings and gonsolin's coming and he's their fifth guy uh as, as things stand so uh toronto's happy to having russ stripling a solid starter but you know what solid isn't good enough if you're with the dodgers you have to be uh, fantastic apparently no, this this is uh, I mean, they're all from from you know going back to a few years ago. It's been World Series or bust for them, uh, and, and you know if you're not actually helping them come postseason because that's when it matters most, uh, they may look to move on. And plus, you mentioned they got Goslin, they got young arms like Santana coming out of that bullpen who who has started. So they they aren't for uh, they aren't lacking arms to say the least. Now. Uh, one of the last things on our log today is this Mets sale. We've been hearing a lot about uh, A-Rod and some different groups. They have now come down to at least some some solo negotiations now between uh, a potential buyer. Right. Steve Cohn, the hedge fund manager who's from Great Neck, New York, Long Island, not far from City Field or previously Shea Stadium, big Mets fan, has exclusive exclusive negotiating rights now and is talking with the Will Ponds and Salt Cats and trying to finalize that deal. And it shouldn't take too long. You never know. They was very close to a deal several months ago and there was a falling out and people got upset about that. And uh, that was an interesting one in which... Uh, Jeff Wilpon was going to stay and do some things and uh, it, it ended up not working out. And uh, Steve Cohn uh, pulled out of the deal and uh, there were some hard feelings over that. And uh, it was interesting in this Mets uh, sale, uh, A-Rod and J-Lo were the other main competitors. I, I think Harrison Blitzer, uh, who were good money men, obviously, and owned the Sixers, are, were in there hoping that they could get a bargain or that, the other groups would not be approved. Uh, Cohen and Arod, who have some hickeys on their revenue, we are on their resume. We are certainly aware of Arod, who was suspended for a year from Major League Baseball for uh, the PEDs, and Steve Cohen was fined over a billion dollars for insider trading. Um, never convicted of anything, though. But uh, both had some issue, and I think Harrison Blitzer were just hoping that maybe they could get in if they're not approved. Now we'll see. Nobody's been approved yet. But my hear, I'm hearing that Cohn uh, does or is very likely to have the approval of enough owners. 23 have to vote in his favor uh, to get the team. And my understanding 
uh, is that there were two A-Rod guys, and my understanding is that Jerry Reinsdorf and uh, Jim Crane uh, were the A-Rod guys. Now, I don't know. That means they're going to vote against Steve Cohn. They may well vote for Cohn, uh, but my understanding is there are only a couple people who may vote against Cohn, so he, he should get the necessary 23 votes if he finishes out this exclusive negotiating rights, but uh, the money's always the main factor. Of course, he's uh, worth $15 billion reportedly, and uh, he's got the money to buy the team, and he bid the most, uh, and that's the main factor. And of course, the A-Rod J-Lo uh, team doesn't have that kind of money. Uh, they, they have uh, Mark Lore in there. They have Repoli, uh, Vince v- Viola. They've got a lot of partners, but uh, you know they're giving like a hundred million each, fifty million. Uh, Aaron and J Lo are reportedly going to give around two hundred million, and then they had other athletic partners, including Erlacher and many others. And uh, according to the uh, release that Arod sent out afterward, they gave the athletic. Uh, they were disappointed. They didn't get the team. They said they'd made a record bid and. Uh, that they did have the money. Uh, but I think it's, you know, you know, it, it's much easier to take the group uh, that has the money completely solid with one guy and he can just write a check and that's Steve Cohn and to have a whole bunch of people and then have loans. And uh, I think that's what A-Rod would have had. Uh, that would have been a, a tougher situation. And again, it hasn't been, it hasn't been approved yet, but it is heading that way. Um, it's the money that's the main factor, but uh, the other factor is that A-Rod, uh, you know, beyond these issues that he's had, is that while he's negotiating, he's in touch with Jeff Luno, and that came out in a story in The Athletic also, <clears throat> that he's talking to Jeff Luno, whether he's consulting or whatever you want to call it, he's talking to a guy who's on suspension. I'm not mm. sure if Jeff Luno is allowed to be talking to him, first of all, but, I mean, you're talking about a guy who was suspended for PEDs for a year. He's now consorting with another guy who's also suspended for a year for the, one of the biggest uh, scandals in Major League Baseball history, that being the Houston Astros scandal. Jeff Luno is the GM who was fired and suspended yeah. for a year. And I think a lot of the owners and the commissioner uh, were not thrilled to see that. And to me, I mean, A-Rod's made a huge comeback. He's a prominent role in MLB with a, as a ESPN analyst. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he's got, he should have learned his lesson. He made a great comeback and now he's like moving backward. Uh, he's got to be on his best behavior. So that certainly didn't, didn't help. Of course, the money is always what talks. So that's why Steve Cohen is in there and we will see, uh, certainly soon whether he is, uh, whether he and Jeff, uh, Wilpon and Saul Katz and Fred Wilpon can complete this deal. And then, uh, in coming weeks, uh, and it's going to take a while because he's got a a long history with, uh, stocks and he's got a big workplace and all that, uh, before he is actually officially approved. So that may, that may take several months, but, uh, Steve Cohn is the choice for now. And, uh, I will say the fans, even though A-Rod is an exciting owner and J-Lo, everybody was excited about that. The fans are very excited about having an owner that's worth $15 billion. I'll tell you that. I know you're not in New York, but there's a lot of cheering in the streets. Uh, listen, money talks. And in the words of uh, DJ Khaled, in terms of uh, of A-Rod, congratulations. You played yourself on that one. If he really was having <laughs> conversations with Jeff Lunau, uh that definitely probably didn't sit well with many owners as well as Rob Manfred. And speaking of Rob, I got to ask you this before we get out of here. 
what in the world happened on Sunday? Brody Van Wagner is caught on a hot <laughs> mic talking about a conversation that at first he seemed to be pretty clear on. Later, he seemed uh, <laughs> to have had a, a lapse in mind in terms of what he heard. It was basically to come on the field, protest by leaving the field, only to come back an hour later and play the game, was the idea uh, that Brody Van Wagner was speaking of. Right, right. It was a bit much. I mean, I think the players had their heart in the right place. They they didn't right. want to play. And, you know, obviously racial injustice is, is a, a huge, huge uh, issue in this country right now and, and a huge problem. And, um, you know, certainly understandable what the players wanted to do. It's interesting that Brody thought it was Rob's idea, then uh, then all of a sudden it's not Rob's idea. It's it, it turned out idea. to be Will pa- Yeah, it turned out to be Will Pod's idea. idea. I don't know if that's any better. Uh, <laughs> right. But in any case, the Will Pods then issued a statement uh, condemning Brody for misunderstanding what was going on. Uh, poor Brody. I don't know exactly what I, I will say this. He lo- he looks like he comes off looking like he stuck up for the players, which he did do. The players were certainly in the right wanting to make a statement about the issue in this country that is really on everybody's mind of the racial uh, in- the injustices that are going on. And, um, uh, you know, I think Brody had his heart in the right place, but then he's caught on a tape. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that was unfortunate for him. He, he thought it was Rob's idea. And he didn't think he was on tape. So I don't know. You know, uh, I don't I, I don't believe in eavesdropping. I, I, I don't know what was going on there, but I, I don't think that should have become public. So I think he he got a bit unlucky there. He was sticking up for the players, but he somehow got in hot water with everybody, including his boss and the boss of Major League Baseball. Um, you know, in, in the end, the new owner is going to come in. And it's very likely, I think, at this point that he's going to change GMs not related to this just by, by the fact that things haven't gone exactly as they'd hoped with the Mets. We'll see how the yeah. rest of the season turns out. But I think ultimately they'll probably change general managers. And at least in Brody's case, he stuck up for the players and uh, should be able to get back to being an agent. Uh, he was fantastic at that. He got some great contracts, uh, one in which the Mets were stuck with, which was Despotus's contract. Uh, and uh you know, so he did do well as being an agent, and uh, it was just a quite an imbroglio uh, what happened yeah, there. Just, uh, we still haven't like, figured out whose idea it was. It wasn't a great idea, but uh, you know, I think Rob was pretty adamant that it was not his idea, and uh, Jeff didn't dispute it. Uh, we'll we don't know exactly why that happened, but uh, you know, it, it was quite an interesting story with the Mets, as it usually is. They they are a soap opera. That'll do it for big time baseball. We'll see you next week. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.